Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news. You are a superhero of love. And through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you, I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. We are sitting here via the interwebs, me in my home and Carol Allen in her home. Carol Allen is a Vedic astrologer and relationship coach. She is very happily married. In other words, she has this thing of finding your soulmate down to a science in so that she so that she indeed could manifest one for herself and we'll talk to her about that her mission is to empower women to truly out, enjoy out of this world love lives that is so beautiful i love that mission statement she's been featured on e bridezilla's extra dr drew's life changers She's in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Women's World, Daily Candy, many, many other things as well. And her website is Love is in the Stars, if you're curious while you're listening to us right now. There are many soulmate experts out there in the world, but I particularly love Carol Allen because I feel like she really, you know, we talk to people, yeah, it's true. We talk to people that are in the business of helping heal hearts and they're in and to, with people that are in the business of healing their own hearts and being a stand that other women heal their hearts. And that's exactly what you do. And you have this really gentle, amazing way of helping people hold their hearts in that very precious thing called looking for love, looking for your soulmate. It's a, such a tender thing to have a soul say, I want to go out into the world and find my soulmate. And you are so beautiful about the way that you gently hold people's hands and take oh them. Oh my into God, the- I love you. Thank and you, Bridget. It's so true. Ah, well, it's a, it, it's a sacred, it's a sacred path, the, the path of love and finding love and looking for love. And, and it's very humbling helping people with that. And it's a tall order, right? Because love is something magical and mysterious that you can't bottle or manufacture. And yeah, it's a lot, but I love it, and I, and I can't imagine doing anything else. How did you get originally into Vedic astrology? What drew you into that, into that world? Because that's not, you know, that's India. We're in America. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, and historically, it certainly wasn't valley girls that were astrologers. <laughs> so, oh, boy. Valley girl does Vedic astrology. Valley girl goes Vedic, exactly. Uh So I grew up in a really awesome new age family in the Bay Area in California. And so I had emotional permission to do anything, which was such a gift. And in college, I was fortunate to meet a Hindu spiritual teacher who's considered a guru and a saint. And I had a big spiritual initiation with her that was really incredible. She's the same Indian guru and saint from Eat, Pray, Love. And the same one that I followed. Sorry. 
we have that in common. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you and I have everything in common. We're like twins separated at birth. We should just out ourselves now. Yeah. We have like freaky same story, right? We both we do. We have freaky same stories. We're both actors. It's insane. Right. So we met the same crazy, amazing Indian guru and I moved to LA and I, and I'll never forget. I had a blind date with a guy and he goes, why do you have Indian mandalas all over your aura? And I had no idea what he was talking about. And this guy was like a seemingly normal guy. Right. And I said, I don't know, maybe it's because I met this woman. We'll cut to just a few months later and I'm at a party and I'm going through my quarter life crisis. Like I'm, it's the first time in my life, I'm 24 years old, where I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I want. I'm totally like, you know, ro- roaming around in the dark. And, it's, uh, and, it, and I, I was really struggling. I was really struggling. And I'm at a party and a friend says, oh, there's this reader here. He's, he does these Indian readings from India. They're so incredible. You gotta get a reading. So I ended up having a session with him and this friend had been seeing him for over a decade and she said he was unbelievably helpful. And I had the same experience and he described to me exactly what I was going through, exactly how I was feeling. And he said exactly what would happen and when he predicted when I would marry and it happened like to the T. I mean, I don't know. You're so cute when you said like, oh, she's mastered how to manifest a soulmate. Listen. I didn't do anything. It was in the stars. All right. It was like in my chart. And I've really come to believe for good and bad (laughs) that things as big as that really are either written or they're not. And so, you know, and I really, I, the thing I did try to do is I tried to beat his prediction because his prediction was seven years off. And I was like, what? Screw that. Right. So I tried to play a little game of beat the planets and, uh, and I couldn't, you know, it was, it was was hopeless. I am nowhere near as powerful or as large and in charge as the planets. And uh, so I was so comforted and impressed with this session that I wanted to know more. So I started sending all my friends to him. They all had the same experience And it turned out the only school in America for this at the time was six blocks where, from where I was living. Coincidence? I think not. Right. So I started going there and next thing you know, my phone just started ringing and it's been like 20, 20 something years. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and, and the phone hasn't stopped. And so what I quickly noticed in giving readings is all anybody wanted to talk about was love. And so I had this huge responsibility because I could help or harm depending on how I held them. So when you say I'm gentle, I've really learned you have to be. I mean, I have this awe inspiring, more than just being a coach, I have this responsibility as almost like an oracle, right? Mm-hmm. Using this technology, this this ancient system that's so profoundly predictive, uh, it's, it's an awesome power and it's painful sometimes because I, I don't always see what people want me to see. And I don't always, I don't always have the news they want to hear. But what I've learned and what I've seen again and again is somebody might be mad at the, in the moment, but then they call five years later, three years later, six months later, and they say, thank God you warned me. It was so helpful. It was so comforting. It took all the blame and shame away. It gave me so much clarity. So 
But I also became a coach because what I quickly saw is that most of us have no clue what we're doing when it comes to <laughs> right. right, right. Ugh, we're not taught this stuff and we have no examples, right? We turn on the TV and everybody loves Raymond except for his wife. And the king of queens, you know, the husband on that show is not the king at his house, right? <laughs> the happiest couple we see in our culture is Homer and Marge and he's drunk and she's codependent, right? <laughs> so, so people often are the architects of their own misery. And so... I quickly recognized because people were seeing me as a resource that I should go find out what also they could do on their end, what skills, what communication techniques, what, you know, dating skills. And I've really come to believe we have so much that we can do to make our love lives better. And thank God I did all that because I've used it again and again in my own life. I mean, all day long in my own life, I would not be happily married 21 years in if it wasn't for that training. And so, so I combine the two. I combine coaching with astrology and I don't know how anybody just does one. And it's really been, it's been such a joy and a long damn time. <laughs> well, and, and I've had astro uh, um, Vedic astrology readings and I've talked to other friends who've had Vedic astrology readings, which are generally, I haven't had one from you and I'm going to have to do that obviously, but they, they are generally not gentle, not tender, not heart holding, or the ones I've had, I just have to say, and the first one I ever had was actually in India down this little teeny. Well, I was going to say, especially not if you go to an Indian night. Yes, say. yes, yes. It's just like, I, I have talked to um, a friend and we both have said this thing where it's just like, where you just want where you just want to say, oh, okay, do I just have the worst chart you've ever seen in your entire life? Because they always ouch it like, oh my God, there's so much wrong with your chart and you're going to need to do X, Y, and Z to make it. Oh, that's <laughs> horrible. But never go to those readers ever again. They should never speak to you like that. Yeah. I mean, they always but, turn it around by the end, but you are careful all along the way. Well, and I'm so fortunate in that I, well, first of all, I was a psych and social welfare major in college. And so I, I learned in college way before I got into this mess, <laughs> uh, how to deliver difficult information. And then my main mentor for the first eight years was a wonderful man named William Levesey, who sadly is no longer with us. And half of the training I received from Bill was not just what to tell people, but how to deliver what I saw. So not what to say, but how to say it. And mm -hmm. he, he said again and again, you never want to take away anyone's hope. And oh, so unfortunately, beautiful. what I often find, I have so many lovely colleagues who I genuinely adore. And what often does happen is it, it's such a deep, rich, cerebral, intense system that people that are drawn to it are usually more science -y. types and social types right right and so and and you know i hate to say this and the people who really excel at it in terms of knowing the techniques often don't have the best people skills so uh, and i do not have the right kind of brain for the cerebral stuff and by the time i figured out how cerebral it was i was too far in <laughs> had i known from the beginning i would have run screaming for the hills right so <laughs> 
So there can be anyway. So it's tricky. It's really tricky. But um, so let me just apologize on behalf of my field <laughs> for the bad experiences that you have had. But uh, oh, there's oh, no way you have the worst chart in the world. I can tell you that <laughs> right now. There is no way. What What advice did you give to yourself to bring you to your current husband? So, or are you saying, or are you saying it's all in the stars? What did you do to foster? Because wait, let me stop and say that the reason why I said what I said is that I know that you also take care like, like this is not a time where you're going to manifest the love of your life. So don't beat your head against the wall. So you're just bloody by the end of this six month period. Right. So that's, do you know what I'm saying? That you, it's more than in the stars, like you're nurturing the path that it takes to get them there. So how did you nurture your own heart on your way there? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, so many things. First of all, I always had a huge support staff, right? I always had like a therapist, a hypnotist, a coach, a a shaman. (laughs) And, you know, even if you're not in what I call a season of love, anybody can get a boyfriend. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. Anybody can get a boyfriend. But I really typically hear from people when they really just want the whole thing. They want greatness, right? They want like the dream. So astrology, what's great about it is it can help set your expectations because I love what you just said about like the six month thing. So often because we're here in the West and we're very can do, we're very proactive and we're very self-determined, which gets us far in a lot of areas. Right. We often wrongly think that love falls under those categories, right? That, that if I just make a big effort and I just decide the story, decide the narrative, that it's going to go the way I've decided, right? So I get so many people that come to me that had been telling themselves a story for a year or 10 years or whatever, that by this time I would have X, Y, Z, or in the next year, or this is the age, or you know, what, so what I want to impart to everyone, the way I nurtured myself is I knew my chart. And so I, I comforted myself, even though I was trying to beat the planet. Every time I found that I couldn't, I took it, I think, less hard than I might have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I comforted myself with, okay, I'm not in my full blown season of love yet. And I even had, I had a boyfriend <laughs> for a year and a half when I knew it wasn't time. And he was much more the girl in the relationship. He was much more like, but where are we going? And what are we doing? And where are we headed? And I'm ready to get married, but I don't know if you're the one. And ah." And I'd be like, ah, just shut up and do me, right? Like, I was just like, like, let's just enjoy. We're not each other's ultimate destinies. I can tell. And we have so much that's good. Let's just appreciate, you know, because life is complicated and life is hard and life is messy and love is rare and special. And just because something isn't forever doesn't mean it has no value and it's not an important experience for you. You know, we have this, well, we tell ourselves this lie in our, in our culture and in a lot of cultures that the only relationships that count are the ones that last. Right. And that is so not true. I know. I'm always, it, it, I don't feel like I'm defending myself anymore because I'm more in my skin, but because I have not been married and I've been engaged, I would say two and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> 
and okay. but I've had long-term relationships and I consider them all a success. Like they let, they, yes. they, they gave me the lessons that I needed to learn. They lasted how long they needed to learn. And had they lasted any less rings, right? You got <laughs> rings out of it. Yeah. So I'm with you. And I, did you read the second sex by Simone de Beauvoir? Oh no, but I should. So yeah, no, it's a, I, I love it. I, I actually, I think I read it twice in my twenties. And one of the things I think that I may have been reading it because, you know, first of all, I, I always knew that I didn't want to have kids and I wasn't sure about the marriage thing necessarily. I thought I did whatever, but in there, she just says, you know, marriage was born in a totally different time in our creation. You know, like we needed each other. We needed to be married. We needed to create. Anyway, it's, it's just an interesting, like, and that's where I think I first heard the concept of it lasts how long it's supposed to last. Mm. And not that yeah. I didn't work hard at all of these relationships. I still worked hard. But, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the thing all of us need more than anything in life for any endeavor, any dream, any goal, any, anything is, is faith, right? Mm. I mean, Einstein said the most important question we can ask ourselves is, is is this a benign universe, right? So it, when you have faith that your life has meaning and value and you're being guided and there's a point and a purpose, then anything can happen, right? Because oh, it's, it's all happening for you, not to you. Oh, that's so good. It's all happening for you, not to you. That's so good. I would love to tell you I invented that, but I've I know. That. No, I've heard that's it before. Around. But, yeah, I, that's I know. Around. And I've definitely heard it before, but somehow when it came, you know how you just have to, sometimes it's the sixth time you hear it or it's the person that says well, it. The 56th that, time, the, yeah. Yeah, the way you said it just kind of hit my heart. I just yeah. love that. Yeah. So, and I've had so many people that, again, hated the reading at the time where I saw like their dream way out, you know, five years, 10 years, whatever. And they always say the same thing. They always say, once it all comes together, that it all makes sense and they wouldn't change a thing. And so, so I just want everyone to both take this part of their lives less seriously, like calm down and at the same time, take it more seriously. If, if your heart is saying you want love, love is one of your dreams, then please be proactive. Please make an effort. Please heal what's ever blocking your heart. Please put yourself in the arena where the kind of partner you want would be, you know, cause that's the other thing. So many of us, all we do is work and we don't, we don't give it the true time and effort that is commensurate with how badly we want it. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, try to appreciate every step of the way. And if it doesn't work out, instead of making that mean something, you know, like mean something about you, I get so many people that turn to me after doing like a big law of attraction course or after spending a, a long time in another program and it hasn't worked they make that mean, oh, it means I failed or I did it wrong or God doesn't love me or I'm cursed or, and what I always say to them is maybe it's just not time. Maybe the person you're supposed to be with isn't ready. Yeah, you're ready, but there's this misconception. There's this myth that just because you feel ready for love means you really are ready for love. Did you feel your husband coming 
did you sense? Well, one thing that I found really interesting is about a year before we came together, it, it like struck me like lightning, like, oh yeah, this person exists on the planet already. <laughs> He's not going to come into being the moment he meets me. Okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> He's already eating stuff, <laughs> stuff sleeping every He's night like, with people, like pursuing projects. Like he's already on the planet right now. Other than, or or else I'm a I'm gonna be a huge pedophile. Like, okay. <laughs> like yeah, or or there's gonna be a big old age difference, right? So I started praying for him. I, instead of praying for him, like, oh, I want mm-hmm. him. It was, oh, I hope he's well. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to send him love. I remember the Christmas before I said to my cats, hey, cat, you know, astrologers, we always have cats, right? Um, I said, um, hey, we need, to ma- we need to wish our husband Merry Christmas, right? Let's send, let's send our husband love today. Oh Christmas. my God, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So I did, that did feel significant that there was an energetic thing being created before we fit, before we came together. But my story's funny, you know, because again, I knew when he was coming. And so I can't say, oh, I felt him coming because I was anticipating him coming. Right, right, right. You literally knew, also, like, is it clearly in your chart? Like really, like when he's coming? Well, in some charts, it's really easy to see. And in others, it's a little more mixed or, or convoluted. In mine, it was like everything that could have lined up, lined up at the same time. So it was like green light, green light, green light, green light. And I'll never forget, I went to a Christmas dinner and 35 Vedic astrologers, we were all giving each other predictions for the coming year. And the whole room was like, oh my God, Mr. Wright is coming. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And bam, three days into the window, there he was. But my story's funny because he was an old boyfriend that came back. And oh. so that was a big surprise because my the story I'd been telling myself was it was going to be somebody new. Right. So the poor guy, when he came back and declared, you know, his feelings, I was like, well, you know, I'm really sorry. I hate to break it to you, but I'm getting married this year. So, I mean, I we can date and stuff, but, you know. I'm getting, oh my god! That's I can't hilarious. be exclusive because I'm getting married this year, right? And he, he was laughing on the inside because he was like, "Whatever, freak, it's me, right?" Oh my god, he knew. So he well, knew. He felt it was me, and I had spent. So we'd been apart for four years. So for four years, I've been thinking it's some new guy I haven't met yet. So I just needed my brain to unscramble. Like I was too, like up was down. Yes was no. Cats were sleeping with dogs. I was too freaked out. (laughs) I just did not see him coming back. That was like, that was the big surprise of it. So. Wow. Yeah. That is a hilarious and good story. Oh my God. And I love that. Like I have my book. I, I have this. Wait, what did you just say? I'm sorry. It's all in my book. Love is in the stars. The wise woman's astrological guide to men. It came out 11 years ago. So oh, it came out 11 years ago. I but thought you were working can, on a new book. Okay. No, I should be, but they can okay. get it through. Um, they can get it through my website, which we can share. Okay, good. Love is in the stars. Love is in the stars. And speaking of which, like you were talking about the green lights, that there were all these green lights. I just ordered your personal success calendar. Oh, which is so adorable. So talk about that personal success calendar because I, I just, oh my God, I so much adore it. And it's so you, and it's so fun. So tell them about that. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Well, it's like having a, a daily horoscope in symbols. So there are 
different colored smiley faces for the kind of emotional day you're going to have. Then there's different co colored stars for the kind of career day you're going to have. Then there's hearts for whether or not it's like a good love day. There's dollar signs or dollar signs with a slash through it for whether or not it's a good financial day. It goes on and on and on. And it, it has the faces of the moon. It comes with a legend with special dates in it, like eclipses and things. And, and retrogrades. And it's the, it's the single best idea I've ever had. And it uses your whole chart. So it's not like every Aquarius will get the same one. It's, it's as if every, you know, day you had your horoscope done for your whole chart. So it tells you stressful days, days to lay low, days to really go for it. And, um, but it's yeah, quick to read it. because of the images. So it's not in words. So you just, right. it's really cool. You guys, you get this calendar that looks just like a calendar with the 30 days. It's month by month. And there's these cute little things and you go up to it. And it just looks like, oh my God, it's going to be so fun today, no matter what, because look at all this fun stuff that's going on. I love it. So glad. Yeah. It's the single best thing I've ever thought of. And people order it year after year. And so many people tell me they love it. And, uh, and I wish I could think of something else as good. <laughs> you will. You will. I shot my wad. Yeah. I thought of it like 18 years ago. I used to make it in wall. I made it with stickers and wall calendars and it, they became so popular. I was up till three in the morning with stickers and wall calendars. Finally, I was like, I got to get somebody to program this baby. And uh, so I did. And it's just been such a blast to share that with the world. It's really so. great. It's really great. Tell me about Chart Your Heart, your Chart Your Heart report, because I just oh, love my God. that title. Oh my God. Okay. Well, so when, when people think of astrology, they think of compatibility, right? When they think of, you know, Linda Goodman made sun signs so popular, sun sign compatibility, right? And she's brilliant. And she's the only astrologer ever to have books on the New York Times bestseller list. So I wow. bow down. I have that book and, in my garage. <laughs> oh, ha. And, you know, India, they still arrange 90% of their marriages. And for millennia, they've been doing it with astrology. Because when you're going to marry a stranger, you need some sort of something, some sort of system to help foster this in a more powerful way, right? So <laughs> You don't get married without the blessing of your village astrologer, family astrologer, hotel astrologer, whoever. Hotel and, astrologer. Oh my God. Every hotel has an astrologer. In India, it's so in integrated with their whole culture. Wow. Heads of state are at astrology conferences. Like they really get the value of astrology. It's so cool. So they have these techniques that just go way beyond, hey, Aquarius, you're going to love Libra and Squirt, you know. Libra and Sagittarius, uh, they, they go way beyond just, will you like each other? They also reveal if you'll have enough chemistry, if you can merge your lives, if you'll have success having children and finances, if you can communicate well. So they have this long 15 step compatibility technique, but guess what, Bridget, I'm sure you've experienced this. You can be perfectly compatible with a jerk, right? Yep, you can be right. compatible with somebody too independent, too angry, too depressed, too sensitive, too moody, too like cheating, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to wish they didn't make your toes curl and your heart go mm -hmm. pat. You're going to wish you weren't so compatible. So it's not enough to be compatible. There's this whole other thing called capacity, and that guy that treated you like crap treated the other 10 girls like crap too, right? That guy that was too busy and too workaholic for love was too workaholic for everyone else too. So they need some kind of warning label. 
<laughs> and so, um, so with a partner, we created the chart, chart, his heart report, which tells you what's wrong with a guy. And then there's the chart, your heart report, which tells you how you need to perhaps support yourself more because you may have behaviors that put people off. And this stuff goes way beyond what sign you are. It's far more complicated than signs. And it's far more specific than signs. Because if every Scorpio was really so difficult, you know, we would have all like stopped having babies in the month of you know, November. <laughs> but it's, it's just not that simple, right? Well, I, um, I actually feel very confident about the Virgo thing though. <laughs> So I don't think you can argue with me on that. <laughs> You're hilarious. Well, okay. So in Vedic because astrology. Because I'm an Aries. That's why I probably feel that. In Vedic oh, astrology, the dates astrology, the signs different. are different. I'm and sorry. So that's why I think I'm Pisces for you. You might really be having a hard time with Leos. The people you think are Virgos might really be Leos. So oh, such a good point. Just blew my, blew my whole. So that's what that is. And then I have a timing report that helps people understand if they're in a blocked season, which is why I was told I couldn't beat the planets. Right. Or if they're in a more open season, Hey, open season. <laughs> and then I have this amazing compatibility report that uses that ancient technique. That's so powerfully accurate. So, so I have all these fun tools and, and, and things to help people find their own answers. So you don't have to call somebody like me. You don't have to wait weeks to get an appointment. You don't have to spend hundreds of dollars for like 20, 30 bucks. You can get all your answers and it can take so much pain out of the equation because again, couples can be very connected but one of them or both of them might be not relationship material. I mean, I tell all the women I work with, half your battle is finding a guy who's a relationship guy, finding a guy that prioritizes love, that wants full union, that is naturally happily monogamous. You know, honestly, people right. are naturally happily monogamous. Right, right. And okay. other people, it's literally like asking a bird not to sing to be monogamous. But instead, what do we do? We think it's our cellulite, right? Oh, he cheated because I'm fat. Oh, he cheated because I'm old. He cheated because, you know, I'm, I'm good at that. I'm fat animal. Right. <laughs> right. He was bound to cheat. <laughs> Listen. I practically made him cheat. I mean... <laughs> Country's full of fat old people in lasting relationships. So there goes that myth. I'll, bu I'll bust all your myths, baby. <laughs> the myth buster. Yeah. Um, something you just said sparked me remembering the alpha female. How do you find out if you're an alpha female and what do you do? If, and then do you consider yourself an alpha female? I'm curious. So I have a lot of alpha qualities. You know, obviously I own my own business and I'm bossy, <laughs> but I'm, you know, but on personality tests, like my, you know, I love the DISC profile. It's a business personality test. D stands for dominance in the DISC profile. I is for influence. S is for steadiness. C is for compliance. I'm low in dominance. To be a true alpha, you got to be really high in dominance. Mm. Um, I'm like middling. I'm like eh, in dominance. So I'm not... I'm, I'm like a, I'm a strong beta, I would say. <laughs> I'm an opinionated, impatient beta. But, um, you know, but modern women, especially Western women, we're so rewarded for, for having a lot of alpha qualities. We're so rewarded for being proactive and independent and can do and making our own decisions. And they don't translate well to love. And astrologically, 
we're all a mix of masculine and feminine energies, all of us. Every sign is, is assigned a gender of masculine or feminine. Every planet is assigned a gender of masculine or feminine. There's a couple that are neutral. They're called neuter. Um, so, you know, a lot of men are naturally more feminine in their soul. And a lot of women are naturally more masculine in their soul, but they're still men and you're still, and we're still women. Right. And so understanding what works with men is so critical and understanding what works with women for men is so critical. And because unfortunately we so often hurt each other just by doing what works for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like mm -hmm. with men, we're always providing like help and suggestions and advice. And we're, you know, we're, we're giving them good ideas. But what they hear when we do that stuff is you're a big idiot. You're, I know better. You right. need help. You need my advice, right? And then they feel bad around us. And then we wonder why they don't call. <laughs> so often, if we don't understand how the other gender works at a, as a rule, as a group, because there are sweeping generalizations you can make. It's just the truth that apply pretty universally. And if you don't understand, odds are you're going to create conflict or step on toes or hurt each other unwittingly just by doing what works for what would work for you is often the opposite of what you should do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's really, really confusing, really confusing. And there's just so much pain that can be prevented and so much drama that can be prevented. Okay, but that we're not going to find in the chart. That we're going to find when we work with you as a coach, right? Or in one of your classes. Well, yeah. what you might find in the chart is which makeup you more mm. truly have. If you're more like truly a masculine woman. And by masculine, I mean like proactive, positive, action-oriented, thinking versus feeling. Like women who have a hard time being vulnerable. I looked at a woman's chart one time and I said, wow, every planet in your chart is in a masculine sign and her rising sign was masculine. And I said, so do you have a hard time expressing your feelings to men? Do you have a hard time sharing your vulnerability? And she said, ah, feelings, who has the time? She literally said, who has the time? <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, that fits. That, that <laughs> oh my God. That's incredible. Okay. I just want to, I want to switch topics for just a second to just because one of the things that we're all, many, many of my women friends, are st their heart is still in pain since the election, actually. Oh, sure. And I just wanted to talk about that kind of collective female heart pain and, you know, what's happening to our environment and things like that. Not to be political, but just I still know women who have not quite emotionally recovered. Now, many of them have gotten into political action and they're, you know, they're, taking the bull by the horns, but there still are a lot of aching hearts, it feels like. And I just oh, wanted sure. to ask you about the country and about that whole... There's really a whole branch of astrology called mundane astrology, which is the astrology of looking at countries and markets and leaders. And no kidding, you can predict what's going to happen in politics, in the stock market, in, you know, on and on. And so the, here's what I will say. The chart of the United States is very blessed and oh. very powerful. And so look at us. We've been very blessed and powerful. And it's it's full of innovation. It's full of forward thinking. It, it's amazing. And we're, we have almost consistently been at war ever since we existed. We were born of war. And so it's a warrior chart. So we will always have conflict. We will always 
have chaos to a certain extent. And then, unfortunately, there's there is a lot of conspiracy in the chart. Like there is a lot of hidden knowledge, hidden information, things behind the scenes that the public can't see. That's just always been the case. And what's happened in the last couple of years is the United States went into an 18-year planetary period of an influence called Rahu. Rahu is called the North Node of the Moon in Western astrology. And Rahu is in the eighth house of the chart of the United States. And the eighth house is the house of scandal and chaos. So what's happened and, and of upheaval and of changed. Now, I'll tell you the crazy thing. The UK is also in an 18-year Rahu period. And the EU is also in an 18-year Rahu period. Now, they're not all the same. You know, they're not like... They didn't start exactly at the same time, but it's part of why we're seeing all this transition and, and, and upset in all of these places. And so I don't know what's going to happen, but I will tell you, Donald Trump's chart is very powerful in terms of, he has tons of energy, clearly. uh, And he always seems to like rise above, right? He does have a lot of power, but his chart has a lot of problems. And when he won, most of us didn't think he would win because he was in a very unhappy time. And he has not had fun. And and by the way, everybody has said it, his first campaign manager, he didn't want to win. This is not what he wanted, right? right, right. So, so now I am not a mundane astrologer. It's a whole science in and of itself. And it's very complicated and my hat is off to people who do it, but some brilliant people in India do it. They all think he's going, he's out. They all think the second half of this year that he's protected until the second half of this year and that there's no way he can stay. And what's interesting is that the planet that protects people astrologically is Jupiter. When he was elected, he was in a Jupiter, Jupiter period. It's also in his fifth house, which is the house of the throne. So he ascended a throne in his Jupiter, Jupiter period. First time in his whole life, he's been in a Jupiter, Jupiter period. He kind of couldn't lose with that happening. Well, when the tax bill passed and he made a billion dollars personally, his company saved a billion dollars. He had a combination in his chart for that year that lasted a year that said the native will obtain wealth and be free from enemies. Well, that ended in November of last year and all the way through November of 2019, it says the native will be troubled by loss of position and by ruination of their undertakings and change in profession. (laughs) (laughs) So, wow. Is all I will say. And, um, you know, Last year, too, from May to November, for six months, the planet Mars was parked in one sign. Mars rules battles. It was parked in one sign, and it was in a position that helped him. It says, you know, overcoming enemies, overcoming obstacles, easy destruction of enemies. Well, it moved the day before the midterms, and it moved into a bad place for him. Wow. It moved into a position that said, uh, the native will have... Great harm through the association association with the wicked. And I was like, woohoo! 
he's going to hate the midterms. It's not going to go well after the midterms. So boom. Wow. So you knew. So, so we'll, we'll have to see. We live in troubling times, really troubling times. We've all gotten to find out how screwed up our whole system is, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, our whole choosing of candidates, how messed up that system is, how messed up gerrymandering is. And anyway, I could go on and on and on. But the exciting thing is women are waking up. You know, women historically have had to be asked to run. Mm-hmm. We don't wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and go, I could run the world, right? right, right. Men do that. Yeah. That's more of a testosterone thing. That's not right. so much an estrogen thing. And it's a vulnerable thing to run. I was just going to say, and it's a vulnerable thing to run. And so most women want to protect their families and protect their, you know, protect themselves from the heart attacks that happen when you run for office. But we're, I think we're seeing these kick-ass women who are doing it in spite of the potential pain. So it's setting a new tone for, for women in general to step into the ring. Yeah. I mean, God bless them. You know, I used to be part of a group called the White House Project, and they are no longer in existence, but basically it was an organization that backed women candidates because the United States is 54th in the world for women participation in politics. Now, probably that number's gone up, but we used to be. And when places like South Africa were reforming their government, they looked at the world and they said, who do we want to be like? And they said, wow, we don't want to be like the United States. India has quotas of women in parliament because it's just like taxation without representation. If we're not there, our issues aren't addressed. Right. Right. And our needs are not met. And so we have to be at the table. We have to be in the room. So it's exciting. It's exciting. And we have to take the long view. And yeah, speaking of the long view. So can you just explain a little bit more about that Rahu period? Like what can we expect as a country? Are we in year two of the Rahu 18 year period? Oh, golly. I think we're in year three or four. I'm not 100% sure because, okay. again, this isn't my area. Okay. I'm really the love girl. I'm a personal astrologer. No, I know you are. I'm so sorry to put you on the spot okay. on this. No, I just, I just know so many hearts that are aching because of this issue, and I was just wanting to give people hope, and you did just give well, us Well, here's hope. what I wish for your friends and mine. I mean, I have friends that have gained 100 pounds since he came into I have friends that, like, have buried themselves in cake, right? What I wish is that we trusted the big picture. Historians told us when he won that it would be bad in the short term and good in the long term. Good in the long term because it would, because of what's happening. People are stepping up. Yeah. And now that doesn't help some of these children that are dying in detention and people in Syria. Like there's a lot of issues where you can't go oh, goody, it's all going to work out in the end. I mean, there are real sacrifices being made and real losses. I'm very upset about the loss of rights to transgender people. I'm mm-hmm. A transgender person is in my family. And, uh, and it, it was so beautiful to watch the world change under Obama and to see marriage equality come through and, and to see some of that turn back around is just devastating. You know, but we all have to have faith. And, and here's the thing I also want to say, the world has always been nuts. Mm -hmm. The world has always been nuts. There has never been a better time to be alive. Never been a more magical, amazing time to be alive. The opportunity we have, the food we eat, the health we enjoy, the, I mean, people, 
These are the last days of Pompeii, okay? <laughs> Enjoy your God-given blessing of a life. Like, love it. Because if you're walking around in the world with that energy of heartbreak and misery, are you going to attract your true love? Are you going to pull in the life you want? If, ever, if it's really true, what physics says and what the law of attraction people say, everything is energy. And you attract what you are. Enough is being sacrificed. You don't willingly give your joy to mm. this insanity too. That's beautiful. I'm don't sorry. give your joy. And I will tell you, I have Facebook friends on both sides of the aisle. The other, the other side thinks we're nuts, right? They use the exact same language. They have the exact yeah. same like heartbreak in different re for different reasons right yeah and and there are powers that be that want us separating that want us picking sides that want us to be brother against brother and sister against sister and and so i'm rooting for everybody and all of us and i just want the truth to be known i just want the truth yeah i'm, gl I'm glad you brought that up because i was speaking to a republican friend about this um and she said well, now it's your turn to have the heartache because we had the heartache for those eight years, you know, like, and I was like, oh my I God, know, I didn't, what was so I bad? Didn't, right. like, tell me one. <laughs> right. But I also never, I never heard about it. So I actually, like, I couldn't even acknowledge her heart pain or, you know, or. Yeah. I mean, my best friend from college is a Republican and I love her to death and she gives 10% of her income away to, to sex trafficking, to preventing sex traffickers. I mean, she has a heart of gold and we just don't talk about it. <laughs> we just don't talk about it. So, you know, we're all Americans. We're all, we're all, you know, in this together and we all in the, at the end of the day, we all want a great world we all want a great world. And so, so I just want the truth to come out. I just want us to find out what is really going on. What is really going on? Who is he working for really? And who, you know, it just came out right now that Mitch McConnell's greatest backer was that Russian oligarch. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, so who is he working for when he prevents votes and he prioritizes votes? And when that guy got a hall pass, and got sanctions lifted because he allowed a vote on that. Like, really? Who are our politicians working for? If they're really working for the American people and the system is truly democratic, then great, even if I disagree with what's happening. But if, if they're not working for us, they, it's time for them to go. And I'll pick up a pitchfork too. Let's go, revolution, let's go. In the Rahu period, does the truth come to light or does it not have anything to do, the, do with that? In other words, is, is the Rahu, isn't the Rahu period about transformation? Well, it can be very spiritual. Personally, I have Rahu, some situation with Rahu right now. So that's why I was partially curious. Like whenever somebody mentions Rahu, I think of it as this horrible news, but it can be Rahu is not necessarily horrible news, is it? No, I mean, in astrology, Rahu rules, um, foreign countries. It rules uh, spiritual practices. I mean, you're a very Rahu girl, all the things you do. Rahu rules cutting edge technology. It rules the internet. I mean, Rahu is, you know, and that's the thing. In astrology, everything indicates a hundred things. And so, and then the Rahu period isn't just, it's just, it's not like the whole 18 years are all going to be the same. There's so many factors in astrology. There's also 
different sub periods. So the second sub period is a Jupiter period. Jupiter brings the truth out. So, you know, so we'll see, we'll see, but I want to reiterate the U S chart is very, very protected and very solid. And I think we will be okay eventually. So yay. Yeah. Okay. So let's so all hold a good thought and nobody give your joy up. This yeah, so that's fast and brief and stress is real and you gotta like protect your heart and and think long term and big picture. I love that. I'm not I love Donald that. Trump and Mitch McConnell my joy. They can't have <laughs> it. They cannot have it. Step away from my joy, Mitch McConnell. Now I love that. I think that, that that will be helpful to people who have been in pain and and this like it's a call to action. Drop that. You know well, what? I, call, I call it kryptonite in my book. You know, I know I love that. That love takes that. your <clears throat> takes your takes you away from your heart, takes you away from love and from joy. And the election was the kryptonite that some women especially are still holding onto. And I have this thing in my book, like just drop the kryptonite, like drop the mic, drop it. Like sometimes we just have to remember and you just, in the way that you said it, you're basically, that is your call to action is drop that shit. It's not helping you. Right. Things have a way of happening for us, not to us. Right. So right. Oh, I love and, that. and it's transferable to relationships. Right. I mean, we all have that bozo who could have stopped us. And I have a lot of women who they get hurt one too many times and they let some schmuck, you know, keep them from their dream. Yeah. And I've had women, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, I tried internet dating and I met a guy and he was my friend's boyfriend. And, and I couldn't believe that. And I'm like, oh my God. So how long were you seeing him? Oh, well, I figured it out right away. I didn't go out with him. I'm like, okay. And well, then who did you meet? Oh, well, I stopped. I mean, internet dating. I mean, it's full of liars. So I stopped. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's the number one way people end up getting married these days. And why did you give that jerk your dream? Like, no, 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 no. You know, so we could easily use, I mean, the election is the, the, the macrocosm of the micro, right? We can yes. use anything as an excuse to stop living the lives we want and to give away our joy and our power. And, and if you have a dream that's big enough, I'm here to tell you nothing will stop you. So how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How much do you mean it? And, and maybe you just need more support. I mean, we, some of us have been very traumatized. I mean, let's face it. We have a, a self-proclaimed sexual predator in the white house. If you've had sexual trauma, mm -hmm. by all means, that is very serious. Go get help, go get EMDR, go get hypnosis, go see a shaman, go get therapy, go do all of it. And so, so for, for your friends, I, didn't, I have to say that I didn't even remember. I mean, not that I didn't remember the assault, but I didn't even realize that it was still a trigger until that the pussy grabbing thing happened. I mean, and a lot of us, a, a, a lot of my I friends were the same way. Like we thought we had handled it. Like, oh, that's handled. That part of our heart has been healed. And then it's like, nope, right. you just stabbed that part again. And I need right. to heal another layer of it. But again, that's like, like I remember waking up the day after the election and thinking this is divine intervention because we need to learn these lessons there are things that we were, I went to sleep personally during the Obama. Um, I just was lulled to sleep because I just felt so comfortable in, in warm water. Like he's yeah. got everything taken care of. Yeah. Everything's daddy's got it handled. Everything's fine. Yeah. So we have to step up now. 
All right. Well, thank you for all of that. Seriously, that was incredible on every single level. So many tips for taking care of our hearts, whether it's, and whether people are married or single, whether they are Republican or Democrat. So thank you for all of those amazing tips. Tell us everywhere that you want them to find you. Track you down like a wild boar. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, they can learn all about my world at loveisinthestars.com. And I have a really fun newsletter where I talk about what's going on in the world. I talk about all my favorite relationship tips. I do the charts of celebrities to illustrate how all of this works. It's really fun. I'm really proud of it. And so they can sign up for that there. And if they want, uh, if they want a free book, if it's women, I have a book called Becoming the Woman Your Dream Man Wants. And you can get that at rightmanreport.com, rightmanreport.com. You can download the book and then you can learn all about the compatibility reports that I have that are called the Right Man Report. And then I have like goofy YouTube videos. They can find me on YouTube and I'm around. (laughs) And that calendar, you guys, it's so cool. The personal success calendar. It is so adorable and fun to look at. It's great. So, um, and I have a fire sale on those every June and, uh, and December. So, so thanks for mentioning that. Of course. Oh, and I didn't say, but I love your newsletter. Your newsletter is so great. It's you guys, it's, uh, it's a really great way to start the day. It's very entertaining, fun, uplifting, heart you know it's another way to hold your heart is by starting the day with your with your newsletter so thank Thank you carol for coming bridget you're adorable you are a superhero of love (laughs) and uh and i'm so grateful to have spent this time with you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you that was the glorious Oh my God, isn't she fantastic, Carol Allen? And I totally put her on the spot talking about things that have nothing to do with soulmates <laughs> and her, her uh, glorious expertise. And please, everybody go check out um, her website, loveisinthestars.com. And if you like this podcast or if you liked any of the other podcasts, please run over to iTunes and give us a review. It brings more superheroes of love into the fold for sure. And um, Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World is out now. Please go buy a copy. Go buy three copies. Go buy one for yourself, even if you're happily married, exquisitely happily married. Seriously, like I get the biggest accolades from the people that are happily married and that got a lot out of it. So please, everybody go out there, superheroeoflove.com.